show coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We ask a lot of athletes off the field these days, professional athletes. They have to not get themselves in trouble. They've got to set examples when they give press conferences. They have to say the right things. They can't be too boring, but then they can't be too outspoken. There's just a lot of rules that we put on these guys, and I'm guilty of it, too. I really am. I say, well, you just got to listen to Charles Barkley. Raise your own kids. I'm not raising your kids. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a role model, the whole thing. But yeah. we, we do some, uh, tend to a lot say, well, you know, that wasn't the smart thing to say. That wasn't the smart thing to tweet because we see a lot of that. Now, I do like an outspoken athlete. I think that it's good. It's fun. Gives you stuff to talk about. I like the fact that there's a lot of guys that aren't afraid of blowback. <clears throat> and Micah Parsons, I'm not sure what he wants because he tweets out lots of stuff that gets reaction, but then always backtracks afterwards. So I think that he wants to be outspoken, but then he doesn't like the negative criticism give, afterwards. Give that man a podcast. Exactly. And then yes. don't care. Just say what you want to say and forget about the blowback. Because this is now twice that this has happened, and another one was yesterday. Now, the first one was the Brittany Griner prisoner swap with the Merchant of Death that he tweeted out. And he goes, he goes, we really didn't go get the Marine. You know, that was really upsetting to him. And then he started backtracking on that and saying, you know, I'm not a Trump guy and all of these things that he had to say, like, because people were basically assuming everything politically about him because he thought that the trade Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death was not a good one, which is we agreed with him on and talked about it on the air. You would like to get a little bit more back for the Merchant of Death. That That is correct. Yes. Uh, that was sort of like that. Now, did that, you see that Brittany Griner? This year, according to uh, media reports in the WNBA, that she needs to have now security around her at all times. Really? Yeah. Why? Because people are upset with the fact that she's back here? I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I know that, uh, you know, I, I don't know why. I have no idea why. Okay. But right. she supposedly needs to have security around her at all times. Interesting. All right. So the latest Micah Parsons, I stepped in it and now I have to backtrack situation was yesterday. And this wasn't a political thing. This was a sports thing. Now, I have to admit that I assumed that he was talking about Dak Prescott when he tweeted this out yesterday. So it's a quote from Brandon Bean, the Bills general manager. And that quote was, I don't want to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase when he was asked a question about the Bengals building their roster. So Micah Parsons quote tweets that quote from Brandon Bean. And he says, besides Mahomes, every team in the final four, their quarterback is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Mmm, interesting take. All right. So now I'm thinking... Dak Prescott, big contract, $40 million. Micah Parsons on the Cowboys, got beat by one of these teams that he's referring to. So he basically is saying that the Cowboys would be better off not paying Dak Prescott than paying Dak Prescott if they want to win a championship. That's exactly how it comes off, yes. Now, I don't know how you interpret that any other way, quite frankly, especially when he goes, hmm, interesting. So then, of course, he has to backtrack. Mm -hmm. And he goes, listen, we not going to sit here like I'm talking about Dak, crying, laughing emojis. 
bleep when I got paid, when I get paid rather, I'ma want a big contract too. Come on, stop reaching. You know what this reminds me of? What does this remind you of? The New York Jets that liked negative Zach Wilson tweets and then said, I'm not, I didn't do that. That was a mistake. We love Zach Wilson. I know you're trying to do this. You're trying to blow this out of proportion, but absolutely not. Micah Parsons looked at this video, thought about it, tweeted that out because that was on his mind. Then everybody goes, oh, my God, Dallas Cowboys superstar defensive player is now basically saying that the quarterback, Dak Prescott, should not get paid. And then he has to backtrack because someone well, told him to. This also comes on the heels of the game against the 49ers where the defense for the Dallas Cowboys played res really, really well. And the offense didn't play well, and Dak threw two bad interceptions and almost had a third. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, so this is why you take that tweet and then you apply it to his team and his own team situation. There's no other way to look at this other than, hey, our quarterback's being paid way too much, and he's not good enough to overcome the deficiencies that we may have on this team because of his salary. That is correct. So, I mean, and this, to me, is something you don't see every day from players active oh. players and it does remind me of the jets too now now you think of it and the guys wearing the mike white t-shirts and all that other stuff yeah. yeah so you brought up yesterday are the cowboys done with dak prescott could they be moving on from him do they feel like he's holding them back and you know i, I didn't think that the joneses were going to move on from him but you got the Twitter account doing, the official Cowboys Twitter account doing what it did. And now Micah Parsons tweeting out what he tweeted out. And to me, there is absolutely an undercurrent that is now coming to the surface out there in Dallas about Dak Prescott not being good enough for the money that he's making. There's no doubt about that in my mind any longer. Now, will they do something about it? I don't know. What can they do about it? <clears throat> They have him under contract now. They can get out of the contract after this year. Uh, but it's a pretty big dead cap number that if they moved on from him, I guess they could save a little bit more money if they wait until after June 1st. But I'm just trying to think, like, okay, where where, where is he going? And who would want him? And I'm, I'm sure there would be people out there with, that would want him. I just wonder if the Jones family is thinking, you know, we, we just there's no way that we are going to get past any of these teams with our offense currently constructed the way it is. Yeah, but it's not the it's not the AFC with all the great quarterbacks and they were very close to beating the San Francisco 49ers. They were right there in that football game. And so, why didn't they win? Well, I think that the 49ers are just flat out better. That that's why I think, but also Dak Prescott threw two interceptions. <clears throat> I mean, that's a big part of it. And you know, when he came back from injury, he led the league in interceptions. Yeah. And, you know, you're making that kind of money. There's that kind of pressure comes along with it. it. You know, this is not a guy that's making, you know, $10 million. This is a guy that's making, you know, a, a good chunk of the percentage of the salary cap. And that's that's really when you look at these numbers about in terms of the cap, cap and how you have to handle it. You know, the quarterback at the top end of it, the quarterback position, if you combine all the salaries, if you have a superstar, maybe have a nice backup, but can't really exceed 16%. Of the salary cap. Anybody has more than that, then you're really putting yourself in a bind in terms of being able to sign, you know, top end talent like the 49ers have been able to sign. You know, they have very little money tied into their quarterback position right now. Yeah, but they did build that team for the most part with Jimmy Garoppolo under a, not a huge contract. $25 million a year. But I mean, a decent amount. It's not like he was on a rookie contract. Right. But then they also brought it back. So I, 
when you take a look at the last, what, let's say the last five Super Bowl winners, okay? So you have New England with Tom Brady. He was making good money. I wouldn't say that he's making $40 million money. Right. But he still was a high-paid player. Mm -hmm. Just wasn't as as much as, say, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow is going to be. Then you have the the Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. That was before Carson got his big contract. That's right. Okay, and then you have New England again. They beat uh, the Rams, and that was that 13-3 to game. It wasn't great, but Tom Brady was still a highly paid quarterback. And then, of course, comes Patrick Mahomes. He wins. He beat San Francisco. And that was before he signed his contract. He signed his contract after that. And then, of course, there was Tampa Bay. That's Tom Brady making big money. And then uh, the Rams won. Uh, and that was with big money, um, Matthew Stafford. Right. So it's not, <clears throat> there's a lot of examples of guys on rookie contracts that, that are getting it done. And we've given you those examples, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. But there's other examples, too, of guys making in the okay. 20s and Peyton 30s. Manny won, and uh, he was at the end of his career mm-hmm. with Denver. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about the Cowboys moving on from Dak Prescott until you brought it up yesterday. Um, with the out in his contract, the chances of them like giving him another opportunity next year, I think, grow. Um, because if there was an out this year, obviously it'd be a, a different issue. But um, it seems like it would be it would be tough for them to move on. But you know, maybe they have had it. I mean, this this stuff is is happening. It's a, it's another one of these smoke fire issues when you're seeing multiple social media posts basically mm. slamming back in one way or another. Yeah, I just don't see how it would be great to see either Tom Brady or, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers in a Dallas Cowboy uniform. But that will never happen with Dallas because they're going to want to send him uh, to the AFC. And Tom Brady is a free agent. You know, there's there's a possibility that could you imagine Jerry Jones and Tom Brady? (laughs) It would be incredible. Let's go to Mike, who's in Bayshore. What's going on, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? All right, Mike, what's happening? Well, like I said, I'm very disappointed tonight that Dallas Cowboy lost, and I don't think that um, Dak Prescott should stay on this team. I mean, I know he doesn't have an out for uh, next year. I think the year after they can move on from him if they want, but they're stuck with him for another year. But Jerry Jones, he capstrapped the Cowboys by giving Zeke this big contract and Prescott this big contract. So how are they going to move on from him? Yeah, the Zeke thing. So Zeke's contract is up, though, right? I'm um, correct about um, that. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think they have to. Well, they said they want to reconstructure his contract, so I don't know how that's going to all play out. Well, well, he, he can, actually, Zeke can get out of his contract, or they can get out from underneath the contract right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. They can get out from the contract, and they will. They will move out from under the contract. And the reason he's saying he'll rework his contract is because he knows that if he doesn't, there's no way he's staying there. Yeah, but do you think they can move on from Dak, or what would be the best option for the Cowboys? That's so for Dak, I, you know that that's a whole nother story. Uh, you know, Dak is under contract. Let's take a look at this. Uh, you know, for I, I think at least next year before he can get out. Yeah. So in twenty twenty three, his dead cap money is eighty nine million, and his cap hit this year is going to be almost fifty million. <laughs> Good luck getting rid of that. Yeah, but there's also, we've seen before with the Aaron Rodgers contract, if you do post-June 1st, if you do all of those things, and it's a trade, and then there's things you can you can figure out. But still, even if that number isn't 80-something million, it'll probably something like 30-something million, which is still prohibited. Right, and the potential out for Dak Prescott is 2024, which would mean a three-year, $126 million contract, and uh, it would be a $39 million dead cap hit in 2024. So, 
I mean, I don't, I don't see how they can move him. I really don't. And uh, I think you got another year with Dak Prescott at least. Well, at least, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and who knows? Maybe next year's the year that they figure it out. Unless somebody wants to bite the bullet or anything, you know. I mean, there's there's ways around, you know, reducing some of those numbers. But uh, when I when, when I saw that thing from Michael Parsons yesterday, and then I couple that with the fact that Jerry Jones was sick after the game, like he was talking about how it was sickening that they lost and everything else. Yeah. And Dak got up there in front of the cameras and said, you know, I can't play like this. It just made me think that, you know, is that time coming to an end? It feels like it, but yeah. I, I don't know if they could do that this year. That's the thing. This was another one of those things when his, when there was an opportunity for him to get a big contract. I remember having this conversation with you. Would you pay Dak Prescott? Would you give him the money? And the answer that we gave was yes, because he was just, he was the face of that franchise. He had played well enough. And you just thought, what's the alternative? As we always bring up. And like moving on from him, you would think that you'd probably rue the day that you did. But now the Cowboys are in a situation where they can only get so far with him. And maybe they think that they can't get over the hump with them, sort of like the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were like, all right, and that was a lot of injuries there, too. But Dak was hurt a little bit this year. He did have the season-ending injury a couple seasons ago. So it's not like he hasn't had his injury issues either. But the 49ers were like, listen, we're good with Jimmy Garoppolo. We got to a Super Bowl with him. We got to championship games, but we can't get over the hump with him. That's true. I mean, I, I so I think they're stuck with him for at least another year. That that ninety that eighty nine million dollar dead cap hit is just too you know forget it it's impossible. Mark's on Long Island. What's up, Mark? What's going on, guys? Hey, man. So I wanted to talk about the Cowboys and the and the money that they're paying Dak, and if it's going to be a wake up call to the to the Giants when they have to pay Danny Jones and and uh, Daquan because it's like on the eye test, you don't know if you're going to be able to get over the hump with these guys. Yeah. No, I understand, Mark. And so the deal that Dak Prescott got was four years, $160 million, including a $66 million signing bonus, $126 million guaranteed. Right. And I think we all kind of think that Daniel Jones is going to get less than that. Yeah, it's not going to be. I don't even think it's going to be near that. But. This is what he he earned it, though, man. Listen, I was the biggest Daniel Jones detractor. I still don't know if he's going to be the guy that leads him to a Super Bowl. But I cannot sit here and say that he did not earn another opportunity with the Giants. Well, he does. He, he earns an opportunity and he earns a contract. There's no question about that. But the point being is how much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving him this Dak Prescott deal. I'm not coming close to this Dak Prescott deal. And I'm also not bringing back Saquon. That's something that I just I think that's that's silly. Unless you're franchise tagging him for one year with $10 million. That'd be the only way I'd bring him back. But I'm not going to sign him to a long-term deal. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the Kohler's point is, I mean, it's something that Joe Shane, I'm sure, is thinking about right now. I'm sure he's thinking about all these scenarios, guys who got paid, how long the contracts are, where we can put the out. And I do think that the Giants have leverage with Daniel Jones. Because, as you've talked about, this is the best place for him with Brian Dable. Yeah, he shouldn't go anywhere else. And, you know, he, he bet on himself this year, and good for him. And they actually bet on him him this year as well. That's why they didn't, you know, pick up his fifth-year option. And now it's they, they can tag him if they want, and that starts at $32 million. So I, I think that's the starting number per year. It's not $40 million per year, but it is 30 and. Somewhere between 30 and 33, 34 million a year. That's probably the going rate for what he's going to get.
Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Looks like this storm and this rain has moved through as CBS Sports Network put up a live shot of some sun. Actually, there's you can actually see. Are you sure that's a live shot? I do believe that is, yes. Uh, Stephen Waldron, are you there from CBS Sports? Is that a uh, live shot right now? This is indeed a live shot. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Stephen. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew that that was because that's that very ugly part of the city that they show that you always complain yeah, about. Yeah, I don't like it. By the way, yeah. Stephen, uh, but it does have a nice backdrop. Yeah, uh, it does there, yeah. Is that Jersey City over there? Uh, yeah. Jersey yeah. City. Yep. Yes. Hey, uh, uh, you got my um, parking spot and everything all taken care of in uh, Arizona yet, Stephen? We'll be waiting for you at the hotel. You will be? Yes. Okay. Now, what's going on here? I, I got to make sure I have a parking spot and everything out in Phoenix so I can get to the to the show. Right, of course. Well, I just make sure that Stephen Waldron was on that. You know, I can't let things slip through the cracks. Can't be showed up Monday morning and be told, no, you can't come in. You know, one of those things like Eddie had happened to him in Minnesota. That's right. So you're actually going to be driving yourself there? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there's going to be a couple of days that I'm going with you. Yes. So don't leave me at that. Yeah. That I won't. Time. I won't leave you. Don't worry about it. But I'm just saying, just going to make sure I get all the proper credentials. Credentials are very important around the Super Bowl. Do we know or we like in walking distance? Yes, you guys yeah, are. Yeah, we are in miles. Yeah. So it's yeah. same setup as last time. Yes. Oh, okay, good. And Phoenix in the middle of the night is okay? Not okay. Well, when we went last time, it was totally fine. Okay, I think, good. I think it's fine. Was it was literally there, right down the block. One incident of one day? That was Miami. Right. When that was our last Al time. I thought he saw a mugging or a murder. Yeah. That, that was the last time we were. And That's that was a bit of a longer one. That was not like Arizona. That was much longer. Yes. I like the Atlanta one because everything was indoors. You didn't have to go outside. You just went through the hotel with a little through. You know, yeah, we, we had to cross the street outside. Oh, that's right. Sorry, guys. Yeah. You were in that other that other hotel. The peasant hotel, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> why did you go to Stephen Waldron to make sure that he had your stuff together? I feel like that's he's not on that level to get those things done. Yeah, that's uh, Sean, right? Takes care of everything. No, I mean, Stephen has you know, got to be the guy that makes sure that everybody understands what's required, what's needed. Is there anybody here at the radio station that you've talked to uh, in regards to any of this now or no? Me, no. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> I was on a call yesterday about it, though. With who? With uh, Spike and CBS types. And nice. CBS types. Yes. TV types. Stephen was on the call. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Like, to just technical stuff? Uh, a lot of that. But there was also some other logistical information. Are you going to pass that on to us or no? Uh, you will, you know, it's a need to know, you know, basis. You don't, not that we're keeping anything from you, but why bog you down with stuff when you just roll up and things are handed to you? <laughs> As usual. <laughs> this is an unprovoked attack here. It, no, it is. It's totally a, unprovoked. Not an attack. Facts. Something, <laughs> something must be bothering him. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, something happened on this call that, yeah, that, that annoyed him yesterday. There's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Make sure Boomer's happy. That was, so Boomer's that was actually... Dinner, Boomer's going to buy this. Boomer's going to buy that. You know, yeah. That was actually part of the call. Like, well, don't worry, we'll handle Boomer. We'll make sure he's okay. <laughs> Stephen, is that accurate? Yep, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice. Thank you, boys. I appreciate that. Wow. You're the lowest maintenance, high maintenance guy around here. It's unbelievable. How about that? <laughs> that is true.
As far as being a high maintenance guy, you're a low maintenance. Yes, high maintenance absolutely. Guy. Agreed. Yeah. Could be way worse. Oh, my God. It could be a thousand times worse. You could yeah. be insufferable if you wanted to, and you could get away with it. But I'm not going to do that. I know you're not, because it's not the type of guy you are. I'm just saying that opportunity is there for you to be insufferable. All, all, you know, what I you're hate, a total jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what I hate is when things are unorganized and there aren't answers. And then when you show up, what you think is the answer turns out not to be the answer. And somebody is telling you to do something that you're not prepared to do. You hate lack of accountability. Exactly. And organization. That's why I ask. And that's why I try to stay out in front of things. Absolutely. All right. Jerry is here for uh, an update. What's going on, Jerry? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. And indeed, we're going to Arizona because that's where the Super Bowl is. And we'll find out what teams are playing in it on Sunday. Early on, NFC title game, Eagles, Niners. couple of things here. Debo Samuel and their Mr. Irrelevant quarterback who is pretty damn good. His name is Brock Purdy and Samuel has seen him grow, grow, grow. I've seen him grow throughout the whole year from getting zero snaps to being a starter of this team and you know um, with the guys that we have around him you know like from our, our guy you know Trent um, being the leader that he are and everybody else just honing around and just giving him confidence to be who we, who, who we need you know, we'll see what he does uh, this week in Philadelphia that'll be the early game on Sunday uh, the late game on Sunday or I should say the Sunday evening game the Chiefs and the Bengals from Cincinnati and everybody wants to know about Patrick Mahomes and the ankle as you can imagine the high ankle sprain had they have, have they confirmed that or is that still just the report from Schefter and, and the NFL I, you know I I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that's what it was when you watch the video and then all the insiders are saying that. But I don't know if the Chiefs have come out and confirmed it. Well, vajankle. Yeah, he's got the vajankle. <laughs> it's not a vajankle. <laughs> Here is Andy Reid. He says he'll be fine. He's had injuries before, so um, he can bank on, uh, you know, that past experience that he's had. But, um you know, he'll, he'll, he'll do fine. It's just a matter of making sure that he's safe to, you know, safe as you can be out there. Well, he'll be, I'm sure. So we, Al asked me if I thought he would finish the game Sunday. I say no. Really? I think the, I think the Bengals are going to get after him. I think so, too, but I think he's gonna, it's going to be tough to get him out of there. He's going to stay in there the whole time, battle, sure. battle, battle, but he's not going to get hurt enough to leave. Do you th- so you don't think Chad Henney will take any snaps? No. Nope. I mean, he. I mean, he was on that one drive, and he didn't even want to, him to be on that one drive. Mahomes, that I, is. I remember I mean, he limped out there, and he was so pissed off when and he had to go to the locker room. His, uh, the jacket down, and they sent him inside. Yeah, I, you're not getting him out of this game. No, you're way. probably right. Uh, last night in the NBA, the Nets lost to the Sixers, one thirty-seven, one thirty-three. Couple of things here in this game. Number one, Ben Simmons barely played in the fourth quarter. Jacques Vaughn tells us why. We were down and uh, needing to, to get threes like we did and, and give Kai some space to get downhill, uh, which we were able to get him beat and pick and roll, which we were able to, and then we could get by with it with playing some zone at the same time. Mostly, though, he can't shoot, and when you're down and you need threes, he's off the floor. The other thing in this game, you had, um, what's his name, Joel Embiid go 13 of 13 from the free throw line. He had 26 points, 10 rebounds. Did you see the chop on the groin? Yes, so I, I saw this this whole exchange and everything about it, and it's awesome. So Joel Embiid does the, for wrestling fans, the D-Generation X groin chop. Are you familiar with this, Boomer? No. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. If you see it, you are. All right. I You've mean, probably it, even done it once in yeah, a while. Chop the groin! Basically this. Oh, yeah, that. Okay. Yes. All right. So 
he ends up doing that after more animated when he did it. Yeah, he did it like three or four <laughs> times. I just didn't want to do that. I already put my urine bag on I CBS understand. Sports I Network. Gotcha. So I, I got gotcha. So uh, he does this very animated three or four times. And Kevin Durant sees this. Obviously, he's not with the team, but he sees this and does, he says, trash celebration, Joel Embiid. So then Joel Embiid puts together or has this video of him doing that multiple times mixed in with the actual wrestlers of D-Generation X doing it. And he responds to Kevin Durant's tweet with that video and a caption that says, suck it. <laughs> this is great. This is why the NBA players are so good on social media. So did he have that video ready to go? Did he? Was he on the bench texting a buddy of his, hey, get this together? I think that there was probably a person on Twitter who made that video and sent it to him, and as he was going through his mentions, he was like, oh, this is good. Or he had it from a long time ago, because obviously all those clips in there were from previous games. The, the clip from that night's game wasn't in there. But what's great about this, too, is Joel Embiid, when he gets to the podium to speak to the oh, media, I know, I saw. He, that's when he tweets this out. Right before he started to speak. And he's laughing his ass off the whole time. Right. And he's because he knows exactly how it's going to go over, which pretty, was great. Pretty funny. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, 32 on the loss for Seth Curry. Um, what else? You got tonight, the Nets home for the Pistons. We'll have it on the fan. The Knicks are in Boston. Uh, Damian Lillard had 60 last night. Blazers beat the Jazz 134 to 124. Uh, let's do so. We, we heard from. We played the audio of this guy on the court last night at this Loyola Chicago game in Duquesne, so I'll just give you a quick one from it. Dude showed up to deliver hamburgers while the game was going on and stepped on the court, Tim. So that's on ESPN Plus, Tim's his partner, I suppose. Yeah, Tim Benz, I actually know that guy. Keith Dambrot is the head coach of uh, Duquesne. What did you think when you saw this going on? I really didn't see it. That's how crazy it is. I just saw the video after the game. Our guys were dying laughing in there. You know, so the guy had a job to do. He did his job well. <laughs> this is pretty much what you said yes. last hour. So, yeah, he was oblivious. He had to go deliver his food. He delivered his food. And <laughs> I mean, that, that was that. They always say, like, you know, different type of marketing stuff. This is a tremendous Brilliant. opportunity for Uber Eats to find that guy and then just have him. Just if the Super Bowl's coming up, it's championship week. Capitalize on. Can you this. imagine if this guy ends up in a Super Bowl commercial? He might. I know he might. I mean, if I were Uber Eats, I would find that guy and I would have him at either the NFC or AFC championship game, and I'd get him a press credential and I'd have him walk on the field with bags of fast food. You're right. I mean, that's to me. This is it. You got to do it. This is this is your opportunity. Make that, that guy a star. And if they use that video footage, which they should. You should. I know, I know, Al, you're pretty good with the video. You should take that commercial and have Izzo or you get rid of Duquesne and get Al. And you're right on the baseline. Yeah, Al Dukes. Because they're the Duquesne Dukes. <laughs> Speaking of commercials, do you have any um, recollection of you doing this, Boomer? Yes. You do? Yes. That's from 1989. Yeah, it was Diet Coke. Diet Coke. For a bear of a thirst, I reach for it first. I can drink a lot more, and it settles the score. Oh, single number seven, the taste is good. Yes. You remember the line. <laughs> yes, I do. You yes. remember. Of course. That's amazing. I don't know why, but I do remember that. <laughs> you ever wonder the things you 
can't remember and the things you do. I don't know why. Like, you remember games. There are some games you don't remember at all, and other games you remember every little detail of. What I think is the detail. I'm yeah, not, but you've I'm, been pretty good, though, because then we check it a lot of times, and yes. you're spot on. Yeah, I'm not. sometimes I'm not really sure, and, and, and my recollection could be a little foggy, but, you know, that, that I do remember because that was a, you know, we all, we all did like an MTV video, and it was all a bunch of us players. Yeah, Lewis well, Lips was in that one. Yeah, Lewis Lips was in that, and uh, Warren Moon was great in that one. The thirty second, how many? About five, six guys, probably. No, I think there were like ten guys. Ten guys. I think fun. Shane Conlon was in that one. Wow, that, that's what I mean. How do you remember that? I mean, you obviously got paid more than those guys. Let me just think. Let me think. I'm trying to think who was in it. Louis Lip was in it. Shane Conlon, Warren, me, Jim Kelly, I believe, was in it. Rod Woodson was in it. Oh wow. Oh man. Was that a Super Bowl commercial? I don't. I don't. I think it was a Super Bowl commercial. I think it was a, an opening season commercial. Yeah. It ran like the first part of the season, I think. That's pretty good, man. It's not bad. It is not bad. Uh, not great last night would be your Rangers. Well, again with Marner and Camp to begin overtime. Marner with the puck. Marner, pass to the net. Scores! <laughs> <laughs> that little kid you guys met without a shirt on at Matt and Sid's wedding. Yep. And now he's turned out to be one of the best players in the league. And I don't know what Artemi Panarin was doing. I guess just being just hanging soft, out. Just being soft and trying to... Just hanging out. Poke <laughs> just with just stick. out. <laughs> well, anyway, they lost 3-2 in overtime. Ugh. Yes, and uh, the Islanders continue their slide. They lost to the Senators by the score of 2-1. to one. They really hit the skids. They have. Well, I'm going to turn it around on Friday. Tomorrow. Well, you'll be in the building. I'm going to be in the building. That's That sounds like a you, Sal, and who else? Uh, Eddie Erickson is going to be That's there. awesome. And you guys uh, going out to dinner before the game, or you're just going to eat in the uh, come on, in the box there? You know what's going on. You're eating there in the box. Yeah. In the box. And um, who else? Uh, Frenchie, who uh, my buddy Frenchie. Frenchie That's from, great. Uh, yeah, that sounds party. like a lot of fun. And you saw the Coliseum. I saw this yesterday. I guess Sands Casino is going to be built yes. on the Coliseum yeah, site. That's happening. That's not happening. Uh, no, I don't so think. What announcement did I read yesterday? I think you're reading it. They've, they've actually tried to. They're trying. They, they've made a bid for it. Yeah. yeah a lot of people in the area do not it was want it. yesterday. I don't think it's approved. All right. Maybe, okay. I don't know. If it is approved, then that's I saw me. something that said future site of Sands Resorts Casino. I read the same thing. I'm not sure exactly where they are in the process, okay. but it is a real thing. I just don't that know. That could happen. Yes. Yeah, but we don't know that, it and they're will they're happen. actively trying to get it done, Sands. And isn't uh, aren't they trying to get one over by City Field too? Not a resort, yes. but a casino. Yeah, over yeah, the, the they development had plans to build a casino resort on Long Island. That was two weeks ago, uh, two days ago. Las Vegas Sands eyes Nassau Coliseum site for new casino. That I'm telling you, the locals do not want it. All right, I'm telling you right then now. Never mind. the fan in CBS Sports Network getting close to championship Sunday Eagles 49ers and then Boomer will be out in Kansas City for the AFC championship game a rematch between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals in freezing cold weather did you get your hat yet I did okay nice and you're not going to show it to us because you want it to be a surprise on the NFL today yeah, yeah. all right very good so I'm excited I to got see a that. matching scarf with it 
<laughs> I like that. Yes. I'm very excited to see, and hopefully you go uh, viral once again. Well, I don't think I will, but, uh, you know, I hopefully you'll like it, and people will understand that, you know, even though we're on TV, we still are outside, and it is freezing. Right. Absolutely. And it's going to be whatever you said, eight degrees or something silly like that. All right. So uh, last night, I get a text from one of my neighbors who says, Tiki Barber is on Celebrity Name That Tune. And I go, What? So then I uh, quickly switch over and I end up watching and it was an athlete's version or episode and it was Tiki against Tyron Woodley who is a UFC fighter. And the two of those guys are going back and forth and they're naming the tunes and whatever. So Tiki in the first round, he ends up having a lead in the first round, but then he got wiped out in the second round. And the second round is where you do the, I can name that tune in seven notes, I can name that tune in six notes, and he just, uh, Tyron Woodley just blew right by him. And then Tyron Woodley made it to the end where he was the only contestant and he was playing for charity and Tiki got 10000 for his charity and that was great. But the one thing that I need to know, because I'm thinking he didn't know this song at all. Okay. They give you a hint, and, it's, and the, the hint is something like, when your parents tell you to push through, that was the hint, okay? okay? And then Tyron Woodley said, I can name that song in six notes. And then they play the six notes, and he can't get it. So then Tiki has a chance to steal and gets to hear all ten notes. And the ten notes were, and I might have more than ten notes when I do this, but you could clearly hear, do, 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 do. Does Al have it or no? I have, uh, I don't know if it's the song Gio's referencing, but I do have one where he, he does get one. All right, so we'll play that in a second. Oh, we have the one that he's getting, but we what? don't have the one. Right, we'll play that in a second. But, so, when I do that again, when you hear this. Dude, yeah, I, I can't do it with you doing it. Why not? Listen. I, I would. Hold right. on, just listen. Sounds right, good. Do, 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 do. When your parents tell you to push forward. I know, I'm trying to think. Carry on my wayward son. Kansas? Kansas, carry on my wayward son, yes. All right, there you go. See? And well, that's me going do 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 I mean, listen, I, I don't think that that is on uh, Tiki's playlist. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... I know he's eclectic and he's yeah. all over the place like I am with my music. Right. But Kansas, that would be like... I mean... I just wonder if he knew it at all. Probably has never heard the song in his life. Well, come on, that song's a, he had to hear it. There's no way but, he's but that's heard that I was that that was my wheelhouse. But even the host was like, "You're going to know this one when they played it," and both of them didn't get it. Yeah, and but it, they, neither one of them got it. It didn't. It didn't sound like either, and it didn't look like either one of them knew it either at all. Right. So, so I must have played that song a thousand times. Sure. But that's just one of those songs you just... Like Kansas, the Cars, Boston, all of that music, you know, yeah. REO Speedwagon. You know, that was my wheelhouse. Right, of course. But that's just one of those songs I feel like everybody knows and has heard a million uh, times. You know, that's... When they told him what it was, how did he react to it? He was sort of just like... Like, didn't look like he knew. Not like, like oh, oh, man, I should have known. Right, so he had never heard it before. That's that's my guess, but I don't, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to ask him that's when he gets hard, here. That'd be a hard... I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I think he's a black athlete. I'm not thinking that he's listening to Kansas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you never know. You said he was eclectic. He is eclectic. Yeah. He's very bright, and I think that... Uh, 
that's one that just falls through the cracks. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, so this is from uh, this is from Fox, and this is celebrity name that tune. This is Tiki last night actually getting one of these correct. Very nice. <laughs> Tiki, listen to name that tune. Yes. What a man. What a man is correct. Salt and pepper. What a man. But here's the problem. That clip is him getting it quickly. What they don't tell you is that Tyron Woodley had a shot at it first. And he said everything but what a man. He said, oh, what a man. You're what a man. All of these things. And the song, the name of the tune is What a Man. So he ended up actually giving him the answer. So that, that clip is sounds impressive, but in full context, it's not, it's not as impressive. I, you know, I, that is hard. I mean, that, that's a hard show, man. You got to really be, and I'm sure they, they pick some easy music for these guys because they don't want to make them look like idiots. Yeah. And it's also tough because, like, for example, there was a, um, Oh, who did this song? Was it Usher? It's an Usher song, and it's called So Sick. But the chorus is, I'm so sick of love songs. I'm so sick of love songs. So they play this, and Tyron Woodley goes, buzzes in, and he's like, I'm so sick of love songs, Usher. And they're like, mm, I'm sorry. Now, he knows the song, but she goes, that's not it. It's so sick is the name of the title. Well, you got to be on, you got to be spot on. I mean, there's to an me, answer. it's like you either know the song, you don't know. Yeah, the song. but there's That's an answer. You know but, the there's, song. but there's an answer that you have to give in order to win. I get that. Ah, oh, but he nailed Sometimes it. Sometimes in those shows, they'll they'll uh, you know they'll give the contestant the win. But I think in this particular instance, you have to be totally right on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was great at that name that tune stuff was. Joe Beningo, 60s music. Have you ever seen him do that? It's crazy. Like, have people surrounded in the newsroom be it, uh, playing YouTube stuff. It would take him three seconds and he would be all over it. Uh, that's, uh, I got a new car by the birds. <laughs> what? You just played <laughs> one second of that. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, that was 63. Uh, they recorded half of that and then Clapton got the flu. And then, uh, you know, I'm like, what? That would, that would be cream, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I get it, I get it. But he would just, it was like crazy. Absolutely nuts. He was good. Chernoff was good at that, too, believe it or not. Yeah, I would imagine that uh, Super Z is probably pretty good at that. Super Z? Yeah. You know what I'd like to pit? Because I think Spike is good at this, too, with the music. I'd like to pit. Spike, if you think Super Z is good at Spike and Super Z together in a name that tune. Right, at what genre? Well, like what uh, decade is there, or just open ended? I think like Super Z just knows the radio hits. Spike knows like independent music, but he also knows radio hits. Oh, for sure, he knows all of it. Man, that would be a that would be a good. I'd battle. like to get in on that too. Three way battle. Oh, you would. Oh, oh then let's get Super Z out of there. Then let's screw it. Just you and Spike. Just you and Spike will all do right. it. Like the two thinnest guys here at the radio station. Because everybody else is fat as crap. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, so uh, you know, the loser has to actually eat a eat. real meal. <laughs> you have to eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> right, chicken parm and linguine. That's what the... <laughs> well, no, because he's vegan. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. If Spike loses, we feed him a steak. We, we, oh, that would ruin him. Duct tape him up. <laughs> pan feed him meat. Uh, all right, so that's something I'd like to do. I think that's good. Well, I hope Super Z's not listening to this because then he's going to be like, oh, absolutely, I'm better than you guys.
Absolutely. Oh, he would be 100% all over this. Yeah. Well, anytime. The microphone is in front of his face. But I think the Allen Spike thing works. And Are you pretty good? Uh, I think I am, yeah. Open-ended? Yes. Like there's no restrictions and we can pick the songs? Yeah, I think as lo- yeah, I think I would know what Spike knows. Okay, good. I like this battle. We will set it up. Although he does have, he probably is better at the hip-hop during that era than I am, for sure. Well, you got to mix it up. you got to have yeah. a little different flavor in there. Well, so you think classic rock is your wheelhouse? Yeah, for sure. So I'll ask him, do you think you could beat Al in classic rock? And if he says yes, then great. If not, then we're going to have to come to a common ground thing. 90s rock. Yeah, 80s, maybe. 90s. Okay. No 70s? Mean you could do that. I could do 70s. Yeah. All right. Do we got to set this thing up? All right. Up? Yeah. And yeah. we got to get a, a real prize for the winner and the whole thing.